Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast. This is episode 81. I'm your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing? Doing good. Here we are. So, our Marlins, they made the postseason, and they might be out the postseason soon, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole, that's a whole, nother, that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right, a lot to discuss here this evening. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right, let's go. All right, so the regular season is over, and we are on to the postseason. Now, normally we end the show with talking about the standards. We're going to kind of start the show talking about the standards. It's going to kind of tie into the to the playoff talk. So, um, starting over on the American League side, you had the Orioles. They ended up taking the AL East. You had the Twins. They took the AL Central. You had the Astros take the AL West. And over the National League side, of course, the Braves, they ran away with the NL East. The Brewers took the Central. And then the Dodgers ended up taking the taking the NL West. And the playoffs are upon us. And they started off with the wild card, wild card round. You basically had, um, you had on the AL side, you had Rangers and Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto Twins, then you had Arizona Brewers and, and Marlins and and the Phillies, and then Texans, uh, not the Texans, the Rangers, excuse me, the Rangers. Rangers took the series uh, two nothing against the um, Rays. They won the first game four nothing, second game seven to one. And then you had the Twins taking the series against the Blue Jays. They won the first game 3-1, to one, and they won yesterday 2-0. On the NL side, you had Arizona taking the series 2-0 against the Brewers. They won that first game 6-3, second game 5-2. And then you had the Phillies beating the Marlins in the wildcard round. They won the first game 4-1. And the second game they won is seven to one. So none of the games went to a third game. They all were clean sweeps across the board, across both yeah. leagues. Yeah. And now we're ready for the um, American League um, division series. You got Houston and the Twins. Oh, got, buddy. Oh yeah, oh buddy. Then you got um, Orioles and Rangers. And on the National League side, you got Dodgers, Arizona, and you got Phillies and Atlanta for the NLDS. So. How do you feel about like um the division winners, the wild card teams, and the matchups that we have so far for this um AL and um NLDS? Uh well, first thing I'm gonna say is is this the first time or I mean we probably have to look back to see, but this at least as far as my recollection, where you have three teams that make the playoffs that won over a hundred games, a hundred or more games. That 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 could that could very well be. I, we'd have to look that up. But, I mean, I'd say as old as the game has been, I'm sure it could have been done at some point. But I think that's that's that's, that's a pretty big deal. That's something that probably is not happening that often. I'm sure. Well, I mean, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but MLB hasn't as in this entire history, it hasn't always been 162 games. I don't think so. I don't think they've always played 162 games. I don't know how yeah, many they played back in the day, but I don't think it's always been 162. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our lifetime. In our, in our lifetime, that's, that's what we've seen. What? Yeah, but before that, in the you know, in the past, yeah. I'm not sure that, how many games they actually played, but I don't think it was always 162. Yeah, but I mean, but that's one thing that jumped out to me because you had the Dodgers win 100, 
Mm-hmm. The Orioles won 101, mm-hmm. and the Braves won 104. And mm-hmm. like I said, that's the first time in my like recollection that you had three teams that made the playoffs that all won a hundred, like a hundred or more games. They're like, hmm, okay, yeah, and it's crazy, and it's wild. The Twins they won the AL Central only won the eighty-seven game. Like I said, the Orioles won one hundred and one, the Astros won ninety. Like I said, the Braves won one hundred and four, Brewers won ninety-two, Dodgers won one hundred. Yeah. And they, they, only 87 games. <laughs> and they took the That's wild. And, um, I mean, it is kind of, well, it's not really strange, but basically you had the Astros and the Rangers have the same record, but because the Astros had a better head-to-head, so that's why the Astros won the division and the Rangers got the wild card. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy. That's yeah, wild. It, and, it's, and it, what's funny about it is that we we were robbed of the potential of having Verlander versus Scherzer because Max decided to get hurt. Yes, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But just but mm-hmm. think about that. They started the season as teammates, and then they both get traded, and you know now they on two playoff teams, and that are now. You know, going to be playing against each other in the um, well, has the potential to play against each other in the postseason. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's crazy, crazy, crazy to think about. Crazy to think about. Y'all start off as teammates, then y'all go, you know, and potentially could be could could have been facing off against each other in the, in the in the postseason. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. Um, like I said in the opener, I was, you know, I was happy that the Marlins made the playoffs, but. I mean, mm-hmm. could y'all at least have won one damn game? Like, come on. I know, right? <laughs> Clean like, y'all just, like, 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 really? And it was the Phillies at that. At the end of me, like, God, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, so, yeah I don't but know, I mean, one run in both those games. One run in the first game, one run in the second game. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe, maybe next year. Like, you know, like we kind of say, who knows? Maybe Fernando Tatis come down to Miami. You never know. Maybe so. Like I say, something like that, a move like that, or for yeah. Junior, some other big move like that could definitely elevate. Because they got a young, a lot of young talent over there. But you get a name like a mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis Junior over there, that's just gonna elevate them that much more. Yeah, because I mean, when you think back about when they won both of their World Series, yeah, they had young talent on there, but it, but they were surrounded by veterans, you know. You know that that mm-hmm. that ninety seventeen. You had Bobby Bonilla. You had Bobby Bonilla. Um, yes. You had Jeff Conine. Jeff you know, Conine. You had those, yeah. That, you know, mm-hmm. you had those type of better names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything. Even that. Even the two thousand. What two thousand? Was it two? two? I always forget the year. Two. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When you, when you had that team, they had yeah. You had some young guys. Of course, they was making Josh Beckett to be like. You know, he was ascending and everything, but it still was rounded out by a good, you know, supporting veteran cast. Yeah, you and had a Von Rodriguez on that team. Good veteran catcher on that team. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like it'd be good if they had a good veteran, a star, because right now, for all intents and purposes, yeah, they are a good quality team, but they don't. I, I feel like, unlike the Rays, who don't really need a star player to do what they've been doing. I feel like the Marlins do need a star player. They mm-hmm. they definitely need. I know you have 
you have uh, Jazz, you know, who's like a rising star mm. and everything. But as far as like right here, right now, that you know, baseball fans know, and and like we talk about, one of the young rising stars that has that crossover, you know, promotional appeal. Fernando Tatis, what better way to kind of reinvigorate his career and kind of get back on track of being like one of the pillars, you know, no pun intended, but pillars of, you know, baseball would be for him to potentially move, go to Miami. And I think that would be a great spot without them giving up, you know, any of the core members, which I think that would probably be hard to do because he's still on the contract with the the um, Padres, so they would have to give up something. But if, mm. if they could keep Jazz and and you know probably some of them other guys, um, buddy that we can't remember his name, the one that you know was almost batting four hundred, can't remember his name. But you know keep Jazz, keep him, you know some, probably some of the other players. And they could if they could if if the Marlins could kind of I don't know finesse it some type of way <laughs> to t- keep like the core group and get Fernando. I mean, next year that could be that would be something to really watch out for. Oh yeah, and you got and you just still got Barry Bonds over there, like as a hitting coach. Could you imagine him yeah. kind of mentoring a Fernando Tatis Jr.? Like, come on now. Exactly. So, like I say, I'm I'm proud at the fact that they made the postseason because for for a minute there, it's like I don't know if they're gonna make it because they kind of yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're like they gonna miss the postseason again. But I mean, they made it, and like I say, it just but it just sucks that they. They didn't have, you know, the playoff run that I was hoping for, but who knows? Maybe, maybe Arizona is is kind of <laughs> rewinding that clock back. So I don't know. We have to see how that go. Yeah, we we'll definitely have to see how that go. But um, any predictions for these series on either side, AL side and national side? Any any predictions with these series? See, okay, so this is this is the 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 tough thing. Um. I want I want Houston and and the Rangers to play each other. Mm-hmm. But I like that young Baltimore team too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, in order for Houston and the Texans uh you know, the Texas Rangers to play, Texas Rangers got to beat the Orioles. Orioles, yeah. And then on the other side, it's like, well, if if Arizona is kind of you know, turning back time, basically, 2001. Mm-hmm. Well, that means they would have to beat the Dodgers. And then, because I hope the Braves beat the hell out of the Phillies just because they beat the Marlins. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, you know how I feel about the Braves. So it's like, well, they would have to go through the Dodgers and the Braves or Phillies to do mm-hmm. that. You know, so it's like, yeah. But, I mean, I do want... I do want Houston to win just so the face of the franchise can probably be there for, you know, the ALCS. I'm just uh, saying uh, it'd be uh, nice uh, if she showed up for that. Or even yes. show up for the World Series. Yes, either, either, way, either way, either way, either way. We, we welcome the face of the franchise. Yeah. Making any type of appearance is it, definitely welcome. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely going for the Braves to beat the Phillies. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a guarantee. The other ones mm-hmm. is... Well, I would say this: the Bra- the Braves and Phillies is for me, of course, is I want the Braves to win, and then um, the Astros and Twins. Mm-hmm. I definitely want 
the Astros win. Who would have thought I would have said the Astros? The cheating Astros, that whole thing is done. Um, all is because Dusty Baker. You 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 pull you pull Dusty, Dusty Baker. You want you want to see Dusty, Dusty Baker do good. Dusty Baker in the face of the franchise. Yes, that's Dusty Baker in the face of the franchise. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yes. man, I think it's gonna be some good series. I think all I think all forties are gonna be some you know some very good game. Like I said, that young or team in Baltimore. See what they do in the postseason. Like I said, the Braves. Are, Ran, like I say, ran away with that division, but Philly got some good hitters over there with Harper and Trey Turner and uh, Kyle Schwarber and everything over there. So that should be a good series. You know, Arizona, like I said, turning back the clock, going up against the Dodgers, who you know, well oiled machine with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and everything. So I mean, you got some, you got some good matchups here with some star power amongst these teams. So should make for some good baseball, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, getting you know through these um, these rounds into the Championship game rounds, mm-hmm. and then of course the World Series. I I do feel like whatever two teams end up in the World Series, either way it go, I think it's gonna be a really good World Series because all these teams are good. You know, all of, all yeah, of it's not like team. yeah, it's not like oh y'all just fell into the you know y'all position. Everybody you know they because remember, I mean, at one point in time, Arizona was leading. Uh, the West, you know, they you were. Know, it was, it was at the top. Of that they, they, were, they were on top. Yeah, they were. Yeah, the, the the Phillies. I mean, they were the number two team in the East. So yeah, they beat they beat the number three team, and so you know they were mm-hmm. virtually better. Um, the Orioles, you know, they really surprised a lot of people. Um, they did. Everything. The Freaking Texans, uh, the Texas Rangers. I don't know why I keep calling Texans, not football. Um, the Texas Rangers, you know, them and um, the Houston Astros, they literally tied for the division. So, you know, it's like everybody that's in the playoffs right now, or even the ones that made it, even one that was in the you know, the wild card round, they all earn their spots. And but it's like these, these eight teams. Here are like they they all have a legit, you know. You could make a case for each one of those teams if you went team by team. You could make a legit case of why they, if they end up in the World Series, it wouldn't be like, oh well, oh this happened that. No, they all they all really good teams. So, mhm, mhm. And back to the Orioles real quick. It's amazing. I remember a lot of people were saying like when they were rebuilding, they were trading with a lot of their veterans, and they were kind of. Building up through the farm system, going with a lot of the younger guys. People were like criticizing, oh, what are they doing? They were losing all these games. Because just a couple of years ago, they were um, in 2021, they were in last place in the AL East at 52 and 10. Two years later, they win the division and were um, going 101 and 61. The well, rebuild worked. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's amazing. The rebuild definitely worked. I mean, they went through some rough patches there. It was not easy. They were losing a lot of games, finishing in last place. Losing hundred plus games throughout the course of the season, and now look at them. Yeah, and it can sustain too. This is not just a veteran team. This, they, this is a young team that's going to be around for a while in the AL East. And and they and they built that team up. They did. You know, they did. I mean, I and I mean, this is not a knock to the Dodgers, but 
to make the comparison, like what we what we talking about here, how the Orioles they literally built that team up, you know, used this farm system. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the Dodgers, you know, they made trades here and there, got star players from other teams, and you know, made that juggernaut. But what's funny about it is that the Orioles was really not on anybody's radar, and and I go out and say this: I I don't think I heard. Any you were the first person who actually said, like, hey, this Orioles team. Mm-hmm. I remember you said it on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, this Orioles team, you know, it's a young, it's a young group. And you know, if I had to keep an eye on them, lo and behold, two years later. Yeah, because I would listen to some of the local winners. like sports talk. Yeah, I would listen to some of the local sports talk people here and on the podcast and stuff like that. And they were saying, Hey, watch out for the Orioles. The Orioles are coming, you know, they got some young guys and everything. And I started, you know. Paying more attention because before the Nationals were here, I grew up, you know, cheering for the Orioles because we didn't have a baseball team. We didn't get the Nationals yep. here until 2005. So the Orioles was our team in this area. I would go to the Orioles game and see, you know, Cal Ripken and all the different, you know, Orioles players during that time period. And to see them, what they're doing now is absolutely amazing. Like I said, they have come a long way. And it's, and it's, fun, it's fun to see because it's a great organization with a lot of rich history, a lot of rich tradition and everything. And it's good to see them. Finally, you know, get back on top. Like I say, but, but like I say, and built for the long run. Like I said, with these young guys, they still got some other young guys in the farm system that could come up next season. They are building for the long run. They're gonna be good for a long time, especially with teams like the Yankees and Red Sox seem to be kind of at the bottom of the division. Now teams like the Orioles and even the Rays seem like they're gonna be fighting it out for the division over the next, you know, several years. It seems like how, yeah. how, how the mighty have fallen. How did that division has turned over? Where the Red Sox and Yankees for years ran that division. Now yep. it's like the ties have turned. And I mean, it, it kind of goes to show you that there are other markets out there. Because, I mean, Baltimore is not the same market as Boston or New York. But it no. seems like they have a better, organ- like, a better ran organization. Mm-hmm. Because, because I, th- I think we talked about it on the show a while back too, where I think a lot of guys used to go to the Yankees because of George Steinberg. Well, George mm-hmm. is gone. The son is now running the mm-hmm. team. Is uh, what's this? Is uh, is Cashman still the uh, general manager of the um? Of the, I want to. I want to. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. Because I remember. Ever since what happened with the whole Robinson Cano thing, mm. I know that's where a lot of people is like, man, we ain't going to New York because we don't want to deal with him. Mm. And I think yep, it's almost kind of he's still the gentleman, Brian. Still, yeah, yeah. So I, so I think a combination of you ain't your daddy, as in uh, George Steinbrenner's son, and then mm. nobody really likes Brian Cashman. Mm. Combination. To that and it's like because you don't you don't get you don't get the big name saying oh I want to go to the Yankees you know you don't you don't get that no more and no it's like guys that, are up, that was all you heard oh I want to play with the Yankees go play with the Yankees yeah. you don't hear that no more no I mean in, in a way it's almost like it's kind of it's kind of the shifted coasts where well, I want to go play for the Dodgers mm-hmm. you know that yeah, yes they they've, they've kind of that's kind of become like the Yankees the thing in base yeah. Yeah, where where that where like in in basketball, that's the thing. Oh, I want to go play for the Lakers. 
you know, that, that's kind of always been thing in basketball. But in baseball, it's always, I want to go to the Yankees. I want to go to the Northeast. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, you got, like, I mean, look at look at Tampa. You know, that that's a team where you, I could name a person on Tampa, on the Tampa Bay Rays, but some, some way, somehow, they're always consistent, and they're always a playoff contender. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, mm, oh. They're always a playoff, you know, contender or they making the playoffs, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. They they right there and they don't have no big stars. No. I mean look at look at um the Padres. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got uh Manny Machado, but he came from another team, but at the same time, you had the young star in Fernando Tatis. You brought in Juan Soto. But that's not like, oh, it's just a it's just a barrage of players from other teams coming. Oh, I want to play for for the Padres. You know, that that's kind of a natural thing. Okay, yeah, let's get a piece from here or there. But like we, you know, us growing up, if you either you was you was playing for the Reds, you want to play for the Red Sox or you want to play for the Yankees, because those were the storied franchises mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now, like you got teams coming out of the woodwork now, and it's like yeah, I can go make a name for myself on this team. We can be really good. I don't need to go to New York. Hell, I want to do that for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which is which is just crazy to think because never back in the day you definitely thought you would see a day where you would see that because it was always like, like oh, got to be with the Yankees. You know, anybody would you know hit free agency. Oh, they're gonna sign with the Yankees. They're gonna go to the Yankees. They're gonna get the pinstripes. You don't hear that anymore. People feel like they can go to some of these Ooh. other organizations and be successful too and have you know some name recognition and win with other organizations, not just the Yankees. So let me ask you this. Do you think that Aaron Judge would leave the Yankees? It wouldn't shock me because when he hit free agency before, the Giants were pretty close to signing him. So there was no there was it was no locker he was gonna go back to the to the Yankees. I think the, a lot of people thought he was gonna head out to um San Francisco. So yeah, he's locked up for I don't know how long he signed the contract for, but if he hits free agency again, it wouldn't shock me if he ended up going elsewhere or get traded, you know, you know, get traded and stuff a lot too. So it wouldn't, it, I would not be surprised if he ended his career elsewhere. End up with the Dodgers. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that, that's, that's it. They're, 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 they're the new Yankees. They are the new Yankees. You know, Freddie Freeman, you know, Mookie Betts, you know, Max went over there for a little bit. Trey Turner went over there for a little bit. You know, they've, they've become the new Yankees. Yeah, so yeah, just go to show you. It's kind of the same thing with you know Mark Davis and the Raiders. Like you ain't your daddy, dude. Like people went to play for your dad because they liked and respected your dad, but you don't have that same type of cachet. And plus that haircut, Mark Davis got like, ugh. I know, yeah, I, I know. Don't, I don't think nobody take him seriously. No, 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 I don't think so either. <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of sad. Like that's what it's become. Where. You know, mm-hmm. right, you know, people would come, people move to certain, you know, to certain spots because of who is running the organization. Kind of same thing with the I mean, you you know this as a Lakers fan, like a lot of people want to come play for Dr. Jerry Buss. But for for a minute there, people didn't want to go to go play for the Lakers because no. Because, you know, Dr. Bus was gone. There was, like, friction at the top between Genie and the brother. Brother and, and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love 
You know, it's like I remember that. Yeah, like it was it, it was a mess at the top. And so who would want to go do that? Not qualified to be in that position. Right? And then it was just like the tension between him and uh, Danny. It was, just, it was a mess. Which, a hot mess. which winning time kind of touched on way back then. Like, yeah, Genie was the right pick all along. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to go back and finish watching that because I, I, I started watching. I got to go back and finish that. That, 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 was, that was a good show. Yes, yes, you definitely need to finish that since it's been canceled. But, I heard. I heard. I said, oh, man. Yep. Well, that and heels both. And heels too. Yeah, heels too. Yeah. Um, I heard. I heard they're trying to look for a new home, but I said, man, I said, dang, <laughs> crazy. I mean, well, okay. So I know we kind of shifted the talk, but just to say this real quick. So you know the, you know, winning time was based off of a book, right? It was. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's based off of a book, and the name of the book is actually Showtime. Mm-hmm. The reason why they changed the name because HBO did not want to have a show on their network called Showtime. So a lot of people is kind of pushing for Showtime to actually pick it up so it can be called Showtime. Showtime. Mm-hmm. Which was the name of the book mm-hmm. and everything. Which, I mean, Showtime would be a great spot for winning time, I think, because there, there's still a lot of story to be told. And I will say mm-hmm. this, you will, you go back and you finish it, you'll be pissed at the how it ends. That's all oh, I'll say. Okay. 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 And I mean, same thing with Heels. Heels, you watch the first episode. Hopefully, you, you go on and watch the rest of season one and season two. Mm-hmm. It it had a nice charm to it. And I think another network definitely should pick that up. So Hopefully they do. Hopefully they do. All right. Anything else on that? Anything else? No, no, that's it. All right, cool. All right. Um, like I said, as the season's come to an end, we got some people that are hanging it up. Uh, first up, uh, Miguel Cabrera. He's finally retiring. Played his last game or that last week of the season. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, he's a two-time AL MVP, won the Triple Crown in 2012, 12-time All-Star, won the World Series in 2003, and is part of the 500, um, 500 Home Run Club. And then another guy that is also hanging it up is uh, Terry Francona, a great manager. Um, He's a player, too. He played for the Montreal Expos, the Cubs, the Reds, the Indians, and the Brewers. And he was manager for the Phillies, Red Sox, and uh, Cleveland Indians slash Cleveland Guardians. He was a two-time World Series champion in 2004-2007, won three um, AL managers uh, of the year in 2013-2016-2022. So both of those guys are hanging it up. And then also to um, former um, Nationals closer, um, Sean Doolittle, he's also retiring as well. Um, the Nationals had him out like that last um, series they had before the season closed out. They had him out there. He was throwing out the first pitch, and they were honoring him as well. He was part of that World Series team. I believe he came from um, Oakland. He was over there with the A's for a little bit, and he came to the Nationals, and he went to the Reds for a little bit, and then, of course, he came back to the Nationals to finish his career, so he's hanging them up as well. So you got some guys that are, you know, retiring and leaving the game. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I was a little surprised with Terry Francona saying, you know Me what? too. I was shocked. Deuces. I was, wow. Um, Miguel Cabrera, I mean, he's been around for a long freaking time. Oh, he's been so. around for a minute, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that that was more of a sooner than later type thing with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens, you know, you play long careers, and, and, and that's one thing about baseball, you, you mm-hmm. can have these long careers. 
mean, and you can go from being a player to a manager and, and all that type of stuff. You know, that I always feel like baseball of all the sports gives you that opportunity. Like you literally go from you can you can probably retire today as a player and the next day you be a manager, not not like a manager manager, but like as part of the coaching staff on an organization like the next day. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think any of the other sports really do that. You you, you no. know like with you know like with basketball or football, they kind of disappear for a minute and then they pop up somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, they may go to TV for a little bit, do TV yeah, for a little bit or something the, like that. Yep. And then they go into the whole coaching thing. But baseball is almost like the day after you retire, you can be on somebody's coaching staff. <laughs> pretty much, coaches, yeah, yeah, bench coach or first base coach or something yeah. like that. They'll, they'll, they'll find some type of position, they'll find some, some type of job for you, yeah. So that's why we say, like, I always feel like baseball of, of all of the sports has the, the best as far as not just as far as like stability from a player standpoint, but also. You know, once they retire, like they have the option of going to coach. Like, like we even we did not know that Barry Barnes was was a hitting coach for the Marlins to look it somehow. I had no up, idea like, that that, 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 that was news to me. I was like, what? And I don't and and I don't remember them making no announcement about it back in twenty twenty. So it's like, yeah, they just kind of hid that on the radar. I mean, I think I heard more about Mark McGuire working with the Cardinals more so than. Where you know Barry Bonds and everything, and and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like they don't, you know, it, it's kind of like well, if you know, you know, type of thing. It's I guess like so. And I guess with all that was going on in twenty twenty two, I guess you know, it kind of kind of under the radar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we put it like that. Yeah, there was there was a lot going on in twenty twenty. There was a lot going on in twenty twenty. So. Yeah. Yeah, him flying under the radar with that kind of you know fits his you know his thing because that's one thing about Barry. Barry liked to fly on the radar, even though mm-hmm. he's the home run mm-hmm. king. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wish all those guys you know well on their you know what they decide to do next with their careers. Uh, anything else on that before we move on? Well, I mean, what do you think of uh, Miguel Cabrera? Do you think he stays retired? You know, he just kind of fades away, or you, you think he goes into probably coaching or end up on TV? That's a good question. I'm not sure about that. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he, you know, got on TV because you see some of these guys, you know, get on TV, or maybe, maybe you know the. Um, Tigers would keep him around and maybe have him as a bench coach and everything. I don't really know. I mean, I'm sure, you know, if they wanted to bring him on as a coach, they they welcome him with open arms. I'm sure same thing for, for a TV role, too. So I'm not, not too sure about him, but what? We'll because like, I have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Terry might go back in the TV. That's what, I, I was just going to say, I think, I think he might do TV again. That, that wouldn't shock yeah. me when these networks pick him up. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to your Braves once again. They became only the third team in uh, MLB history to have a have uh, 300 home runs for the whole season. Only two mm. other teams had 300, you know, home runs as, as a team for the whole season. Uh, any guesses on who those two teams were? Uh, 
Uh, hmm. Are and they, they're, both, they're both both AL teams. I'll put they're both like AL that. teams. Um, hmm. Is when the Yankees? When the Yankees, they did it in 2019 with 306. Okay. Um, this other team might surprise you. You might not would expect this team. Huh. Might surprise me. Um, By a team you would least expect. Team that I would least expect. As far as being like a home run, big, big home run hitting team. Huh. Okay. Well, let me. Okay, let me see. Let me make sure I got the right teams in the in the AL. Um. Yeah, definitely AL team. Yeah, but let's see what team we get. There's a team that might surprise me. Is it same division or no? Different division. Different division. Different division. It's still an AL team. Okay, so it's the AL Central or West. Um, is it the? Is it the Rangers? Not the Rangers. Not the Rangers. Astros. Not the Astros. Astros. Not the Astros. No, not them. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not the Astros. Ah, damn. Um, huh. I don't know. The Tigers? No, the Twins. It did it in 2019 what? as well with 307 home runs. The hell? I know. I told you a team you would love that. I would not think they would be necessarily a home. The Yankees, okay, Twins. I can see the Yankees are some of the guys that they've had. You no, know, Judge and um, Stanton and some of the guys that they've had over there. But the, the Twins, yeah, the Twins in 2019, same year the Yankees did it. 307 home runs that season. Ugh. Twins. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to think with all these, all the history of baseball, as long as the game has been around, and with some of these teams that we've had, you know, over the years with some, you know, big time, I'm, you know, power hitters and everything, only three teams have had, you know, 300 home runs for an entire season. Like I said, the Braves, the Twins, and the Yankees. And two of them did, two, and two of them did it in 2019. Two of them did it in the same yeah, year. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm, huh. As long as this game's been around, all the great hitters, power hitters, and everything we've had over the years, it's only been done three times with those three teams. That's, yeah, that is, yeah, that's... Like I say, baseball. Yeah, that's baseball. Baseball for you. And uh, sticking to the Braves, uh, a couple other things. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is in a you know, class of his own. Um, First person in the 40-70 club, 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. And then this uh, Spencer, what's his name? Spencer, make sure I'm getting this guy's name right. Spencer Strider, he set the Braves' uh, franchise record for um, strikeouts, in a, um, strikeouts in a season with 277. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Just thinking, you know, the pitchers, you know, the Glavins, the Smoltz, the Maddox, he set the franchise new franchise record for most strikeouts in a single season with 277. That's oh, wow. something. That's, yeah. I, I knew that. I said I knew he was close. I know. I think Smoltz. I think works for like PBS, one of those stations, and he was talking mm-hmm. about it. You know how he was, you know, impressed with what he was doing. But yeah, that's 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 pretty big right there. Yeah, definitely so. Especially setting a record and a new, basically a new standard where you had, you know, the great Steve Avery. Oh yeah, <laughs> the legendary Steve Avery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the legendary Steve Avery and Denny Nagel, 
you know, that was that was a part of that team. You know, I don't know how, you know, how he was able to amount the, you know, surpass the level that bar that they set so high. Uh, no, no he set the bar so high, so high. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but in all seriousness, I mean, to do that, you know, where that franchise had the, you know, the big three and everything. No, that no, that's that's an impressive impressive uh, feat. So it definitely is. Definitely is. And another guy making some history, uh, Freddie Freeman, became the first first baseman with 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases, and 200, 200 hits. Like I said, once again, hearing some of these um, numbers and stats and stuff like that, just thinking, like I said, as we always talk about, as long as the game's been around, to see somebody, for him to, a lot, like I said, a lot of great, you know, first basemen over the years. For him to be the first one to have that, those type of numbers, 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases, and 200 hits in the season. That's 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 the, I'm always I'm always impressed with stuff like that. I'm always impressed with that. Like I said, that and then the home run numbers and everything for the you know the Braves, Twins, and Yankees stuff like that. that stuff like that impresses me. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, because you know generally when you think of first baseman, they they always kind of like bigger guys. So mm-hmm. you know Freddie Freeman is not really a big guy like that. So for him to play first base, so yeah, I mean. I guess he is able to kind of, you know, kind of do that in a way. Because when we, mm. we, we think of, like, first baseman is, you know, you think of, I mean, hell, when when um, David Ortiz was in DH, he was first base, you know. Um, I think, wasn't, wait, Frank, was Frank Thomas first base? Yeah, Frank Thomas was the first Frank Thomas, base. He was the first, he was the first, he was the first baseman. Yeah. First base. Yeah, like, and, and then, um, hell, I think Mark McGuire played first base. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you don't really expect like the first baseman to to be like a shortstop or, or you know, or no. center fielder type. No, 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 because a lot of times, you know, sometimes they like the big, like I said, you know. Um, yeah. Also, I think McGuire played first base for a little bit. A lot of, a lot of times, the guys that are playing first base, a lot of times they're, you know, bigger guys. They're not necessarily that kind of small, shifty type of, like you said, shortstop. You know, some second baseman, third baseman, yeah. like an outfielder or something like that. They, they, you, know, you don't think of them in that that type of capacity. Yeah, you, you you don't. So yeah, so for Freddie Freeman to do it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's well, it's easy to do, but you know, it's a little easier when you kind of look at the competition of who who plays that position. Hmm. Okay, but he's like six five, but he's not a he's not a big solid six five. He's more no, he's kinda, no. He's kind of lanky. So you got lanky like a lot of lanky six five, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, congratulations to him, even though he you know, he he uh he left uh, the Braves for bluer pastures or whatever. Bluer plasters, yes. Yeah. Yes he did. Yes he did, yes he did. And speaking of blue pastures, uh, Clayton Kershaw, congrats to him. He secured his 210th win, passing uh, Don uh, Drydale uh, for second most all-time wins in Dodgers franchise history. So that's, that's another big feat. They, like I say, some great pitchers, you know, him, uh, Sandy Koufax. They've had a lot of great pitchers for the Dodgers. So like I say, putting yourself in good company with that organization. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I found this interesting. Like I said, we're coming, like I said, coming to the end of the season. Like that, like last, you know, couple of weeks of the season, I think it was around the week of the 20th or so, 
they said um, there were four. One thing we've talked about on here, like the whole thing with the um, the no hitters, like we keep getting a lot of no hitters recently over the last like several years and everything. They said um, during that time period, they said there were four no hitters that um, were broken up in the ninth inning. They said this was the first time since 1974 that four no hitters were broken up in the ninth inning or later in a single calendar. Calendar month because there were several times I remember just you know just getting lost on my phone. They said, "Oh, so and so was you know in the sixth or seventh inning and they got a no hitter going, or so and so is going on to the ninth inning, you know, no hitter going on, and it ends up you know not not panning out. And you just you you hate to see that you get so close, especially you get to the ninth. One of them, one of them got to like the ninth inning, two outs, and then somebody got a hit right there, and, and um with two outs in the ninth inning. I'm like, man. It's just so crazy. You get that close. And also, too, one of our least favorite things is the combined no hitter. No. I'm I'm sorry. I think there was a guy for the um for the Padres. I think he went seven innings, no hit baseball. They pulled him out, and as soon as they go to the guys in the bullpen, they turned it over and broke up the no hitter. I'm like, I'm sorry. If a I'm sorry, if a guy's got a no hitter going, I'm not pulling him out until he gives up a hit. If he's cooking and he's still going, let him pitch. Let him let him go for history. Why would why would you do that? And there was another guy. It was a young guy. I think he had debuted or like his second or third start. He had a no hitter going. I think to about the sixth or seventh inning or so, and they pulled him from the game, and then the no hitter got broken up. I'm like, what are you doing? So I I hate to see that. I'm telling you, if, if you got a no hitter going and you got a chance to make history, because it's not a thing that's been done. You know, we've been seeing it more recently. It's not a thing that's been done a whole lot throughout the course of baseball. I'm not messing with history. I'm letting that guy pitch as long as he's healthy. He's not injured. Or anything like that i'm keeping him in the game go make history and get that no hitter or get that perfect game so any thoughts on that no i mean we we could we've talked about that a number of times on on this podcast and you know we're not really fans of the combined no hitter i feel no, like we're not I, f- I feel like that's mlb way of kind of cheating you know in a way with more no hitters in, in a sense mm-hmm. um yeah it it, it, it's I would I, I I think like we said once before like be very frustrating if you start the game and you and you're cooking and you just doing great but you know the manager takes you out and then I come in and I just fumble the bag at the end and it's like I'm <laughs> like Jay what are you doing man? exactly right like <laughs> like come on <laughs> like it, it it don't just it don't one it don't just cost us the game probably but you know, it costs you from setting, you know, you know, you know, setting a no hitter on your own. But this whole combined thing, oh, you, 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 you play seven innings. I come in and do eight, you know, two innings basically, and we both get credited for the for the no hitter. Like, but you did the bulk of the work. Mm-hmm. So I just came in and just, you know, got the last six outs. Mm-hmm. Basically, but you, but you you did the the biggest of the work. It's almost like you know when you was in school, you had to do the group project, and you know you do all the research and everything, and then somebody just add they, you know, ten percent, and oh, they still yeah. get an A right oh, yeah, I used you. to hate that. Oh my god, yes. Even though, even though I admit this, even though depending on the class, I was the person who kind of just gave the bare minimum. <laughs> 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 
sometimes. <laughs> like I say, like I say, it, it depends. It depends on the player. If you like science class, so yeah, I kind of gave you like minimum effort. But yeah, but the history class. Oh, I was the one that was doing all the research. And yeah, yeah, history. there you go, there you go. If, if it's a if it's a class you like, you you definitely yeah. put in the work. If it's a class you thought that fond of, you like eh. Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, look, I just, I just put my name on the dog. Just put my name yeah. on it. Yeah, like I said, just put my name on it. Chris Durham. I was here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it. Don't get fined. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I think that's just, just crazy. Like I said, I think that's go. I think it's gonna be a continued trend where we can continue to see these like no hitters and everything. But like I said, if a guy's cooking. Let him go. You know, you hate to see it get so close to perfection and, you know, it just ruined. You got one job. One job. Like, come on now. And then, too, I feel like that puts even more pressure on the guy who has to come in and kind of keep it, it up. It does. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what if I make a mistake? And, uh, you know, exactly. Exactly. The pressure is on. You know, you get this close and then you come in and you're, you're the one that, you know, blew the no-hitter, blew the perfect game. Then you know you did. People look at you sideways. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't Crazy. know. I don't know man. man for it. You need to. You need to figure it out, brother. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out this off season. Figure it out. Figure it out. Okay. Um. Some somber news. We had a couple of passings. Um. Since we last did a show. Uh. First up. Uh. Brooks Robinson, great Orioles. Uh. Third baseman. Some consider him the greatest third baseman of all time. I mean, his nicknames were uh, Mr. Hoover and the Human, Human uh, Vacuum Cleaner. Uh, he played his whole career with the uh, Baltimore Orioles from 1955 to 1960s. It's 1977. Which is crazy to think about now. You see, like, you know, baseball, football, all these sports where people, you know, jumping from team to team to see a guy, you know, play for one organization their whole career is, you know, fascinating. But that's what, you know, during that time period, you didn't see people, like, jumping from team to team. People would stay with organizations for a long period of time. And he was an 18, 18-time All-Star from 1960 to 1974, two-time World Series champion 1966-1970. AL MVP in 1964. He was a World Series MVP um, in 1970. Uh, 16-time Gold Glove winner from 1960 to 1975. He won the Roberto Clemente Award in 1972. Uh, the Orioles retired his number, number five. Um, the Orioles put him in their um, Hall of Fame, and he made the All-Century team as well. And he went to the Baseball Hall of Fame in uh 1983. I actually met him when I was younger. Oh my god, I might have been about maybe eight, nine, ten years old. I think I still had the baseball. I, I might be oh, in the wow. basement somewhere. I just like I still got the baseball that he signed for me. I think I it was that. It's funny. It was. I don't remember a whole lot from that day, but I do remember. Um, it was at a Target. He was doing like a signing at a Target, and I got a baseball sign from him. Like I gotta find that baseball. If I find it, I'm definitely take a picture and um. Post up, I post on the Twitter and on the um, Instagram page. But yeah, he's because, like I say, men consider him to be the greatest second baseman. I mean, not second baseman, greatest third baseman of all time. And like I say, you see some of these numbers, like I say, the gold glove. I mean, 16 gold gloves. That's like I say, from 1960 to 1975, he won a gold glove. And they were showing some highs and stuff from him. And he was. He was making some plays there at third base. He was making some phenomenal plays over there at third base. Um, Any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on uh, Brooke Robinson? Uh, I would just say, um, and if you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, um, so this is probably my goal, but I would say that Brooks 
definitely was here. So, and like I said, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a that's a, a Shawshank Redemption reference. Granted, in that movie, it's not in such a good reason mm-hmm. for it, but in this case, because of all his accolades and you know what he did, Brooks definitely left his stamp on baseball. So Brooks mm-hmm. was here. Brooks was here. Yeah, he definitely was. Like I said, he definitely was. You know, was you know very. Very good defensive player. Very good defensive player. Like I said, he also he batted like I said, two sixty seven, uh, two thousand four, uh, two thousand eight hundred forty eight hits, uh, two hundred sixty eight home runs, and one thousand three hundred fifty seven RBIs. But like I said, you know, baseball royalty for the um for the Orioles. Orioles have had a lot of great players over there. Like I said, Brooks Robinson, Frank Robinson, uh, of course, Ripken. They've had a lot of great historic mm-hmm. players play for that organization over the years, and he was. He was um he was another one. Um, any other thoughts on that? No, I mean, Grant, of course, you know, never got to see him play or anything. I might look up some of his highlights. Um, no, no, no. I just saw I just see some highlights, just highlights and stuff from him, but never no. He was obviously before before our time period. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but I mean, because like when we was talking about uh what uh Vader Blue, um, yeah, another guy before our time. Period. Yeah, but but going back and looking, at him, I was like, damn, pretty damn good. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess I saw him, saw him. I 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 to um, 2011, he had uh, 200 career wins to 180 losses, had a career um, ERA of 4.41, 2,156 strikeouts. Uh, it was an all-star in 2009, two-time World Series champion, 2004-2017. He also won the Roberto Clemente Award, and I believe I believe he had, he had cancer. I believe he passed away from um, from cancer, which is unfortunate. But um, mm. any thoughts on uh, Tim Tim Wakefield? You know, I actually was a fan of Tim Wakefield because, mm-hmm. be- believe it or not, I actually did kind of like the Red Sox for for a time. Mm. Like, like round, like round the time before I stopped watching baseball. Because, can't remember if I said it on the show or that I stopped watching baseball like relatively round. It's it's funny. I stopped watching baseball around the time I stopped watching wrestling. Also, the, that initial mm. time, so mm. that. So around like 2000, 2003-ish is where I kind of started dwindling from baseball. Um, but I think I, I really stopped, I want to say around, it was either 05 or 06. But I remember Tim Wakefield because he was mm-hmm. like the king of that damn knuckleball, you know. Mm, yes, um, the knuckleball. Yes. Yeah, yes. and... Because it, it was, it was, it's a weird pitch. Even it is a very unique pitch. It's not a pitch you see thrown that often. Yeah, it, it, but he mastered the hell out of that thing, and mm-hmm. you know, he he made it real tough for batters to hit off him, and that was that was his claim to fame. You know that knuckle, that knuckleball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember when I was a kid, and when I played baseball and stuff like that, I remember like, yeah, I want to try to do like that knuckleball. Pitch, but I could never really get it. Um, and everything. But then again, I was more of a I want to try to strike strike you out, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I want to throw these 
you know, these fastballs and nonsense and yeah, look what that got me. But anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, it, it, when I saw that he passed away, that was somebody else from you know, like like growing up watching. Remember, you knew, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you knew who Tim Wakefield was, and it's like, mm-hmm. damn, like yeah, somebody that I grew up watching. And it's like and he was just fifty seven. Yeah, that's not that old at all. Not old yeah, at that's all. Still, I mean, that's still that's still relatively hell. Seven, well, that's what 20, 20 years older than us. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, like, yeah that's, 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 that's that's not old at all. Yeah, like shoot, man. Like wait a minute. So yeah, it's just kind of always, you know, kind of always put things in perspective. A lot of times when you see somebody, you know, like that, you know, passing away and. Cause I remember I mentioned, cause I even mentioned to like a friend of mine, I was like, yeah, damn, Tim Wakefield. He was like, who? I was like, man, baseball player. I was like, yeah, I used to watch baseball. And I like, so I say, yeah, that's that's name recognition for me. Like, mm-hmm, it was, like, yeah, cause when I first heard it, I said, the same boy, I said the name sounds familiar. I know that name, you know. And then when anybody said, oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, like I said, that, that knuckleball man. Yeah, hey, that's that, that's a filthy picture, which you don't really. You don't see a lot of guys throwing knuckleballs these days. Nope. So that's a word. That's yeah, a whole. That's an old school pitch, I would say. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, I won't say ahead of his time. He was probably what the one of the last of that era who, you know, made that pitch. You know, because I don't, I don't even think guys even really do that pitch anymore. Yeah, I really don't. You don't see, you know, any of the top pitchers like your Maxes, your Verlanders, your Clayton Kershaw. You don't see any of them, you know, your Strasburg, you know, when he was healthy. You didn't see any of them throwing like a knuckleball pitch. They throw, you know, your, your fastball, your slider, you know, your curveball, and everything. more your traditional pitches that you see most um, pitchers throw, but you don't see too many people throwing, throwing a knuckleball. Ooh. Even though I, and even though... and that's, that's a nasty pitch. It's not a hit, too. Yeah, because it, it 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 it's kind of. I always say that uh, a knuckleball is like a octopus, you know, because it's coming mm-hmm. at you from all sides. You don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know where the hell is. Yeah, really so you standing going. there at the plate in the box. You you like like what, what what kind of picture this coming at me? How how do I find out how to hit that? It, it's, it's almost like 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 when Tim Tebow was throwing footballs in the NFL. You know, it come at you all wobbly and everything. You don't know like what the hell is mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you would you would rather a Tim Wakefall, oh, Tim, Tim Wakefall, Tim Wakefield um, knuckleball coming at you, opposed to a Tim Tebow wobbly football. So, yeah, yeah, you don't want a wobbly football thrown your way. You want a yeah. nice, you know, nice, nice tight spiral coming your way. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, like I say, rest in peace to uh, Tim Wakefield and to um. Brooks Robertson, you know, think about, you know, them and their families and everything as well. So, you like, we rest in peace to both of them. And as we wrap up here, like we've been doing, you know, the past two seasons, we've been talking about the uh, divisions in baseball and the teams within those divisions. And we are wrapping up the NL Central with the Pirates today. Mm. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, we are talking about them. They were established in 1882. So they've been around for quite some time. Of course, the uniforms are uh, black, gold, and white. Uh, they've been the Pittsburgh Pirates since uh, 1980, um, uh, 1891 till present. Uh, they used to be the Allen Henry's, I guess they pronounced that 
Pittsburgh from 1887 to 1890, then 82 to 86. Uh, let's see, they won five World Series, 1909, 1921 and 92 and wildcard bursts in 2013, 14, and 15. Of course, you know, had some great um, players that played in that organization for a while. Um, Willie Stargell, of course, you know, mm -hmm. one of your favorites, you know, Roberto Clemente, he played there. Mm -hmm. Barry Bonds, before he was a giant, who played. I know, who? <laughs> before he was a giant, one Barry Bonds. Played for this organization. And um, Andrew McCutcheon, one of the more recent players that's played there. And actually, he went back there this season. He went back there to the um, Pirates organization. But um, any thoughts on the Pirates uh, franchise over the years? Yes, I have some thoughts about the Pirates. Well, first of all, that Alan oh, yes. floor is yours. That 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 uh Alan Gendry name like what the hell is that and again there we go like oh hey no, no, I I play center field for the Alan Gendrys come check us out right yeah exactly <laughs> I'm telling you I, I, I want these some of these names that and the bean eaters and all these different names like what what is this uh the orphans I don't I don't I don't think nothing will top the bean eaters no no nothing will top that no nothing will top that Kind of got lost in the shuffle because a couple of dudes in 
summer of 98 decided to you know be home run hitters it's like man y'all ain't paying attention to what i'm doing all right well i guess i'm gonna do what y'all did and i'm gonna do it even better than what y'all mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. um but yeah he was there and of course that's that's the what uh barry at 225 with the uh the cop mustache <laughs> barry oh was. yeah oh yeah <laughs> right um and then like i say andrew mccutcheon and everything you know He's one of our, and when I say our, I'm talking about, you know, African-American players. He's one of our last stars, mm-hmm. you know, in the sport. Mm-hmm. Which, there, which, matter of fact, there is a topic I want to talk about, like, at the, after we finish this, too, because of something mm-hmm. I saw on first tape. But mm-hmm. um, I saved the best for last, talking about the one, the only, Roberto Clemente. If you don't know anything about this man, what he stood for, what he did, the reason why there is an award named after him, I definitely recommend you checking it out um, and everything because he, of course, he, he tragically passed away in a helicopter crash during an earthquake, um, but he was a man of the people mm-hmm. and he stood for something that was even bigger than the sport of baseball. Um and he was a, he was a really good baseball player too. That's what made it even worse that you know he dies tragically the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was so that was kind of make you wonder like what possibly he could have went on to do if he didn't die in that crash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in in baseball as well as you know as far as his humanitarian you know and community work that he was you know doing, um, and everything. And he is the reason like I. I actually have Pittsburgh Pirate hat, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why you got Pirates hat? It's like, oh, public enemy. I'm like, no, because of Roberto Clemente. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's my sole reason for why I have that um, that Pirates cap. And and I I can't remember. I think that's also the same reason why Chuck D wore the the, the P because I think people even say oh because public enemy so that's why you wear the P and I think he even said um, Roberto Clemente. I gotta look. Yeah, I got I gotta look that up to see if that's if that's what it was or I'm just misremembering that. But I know that's the reason why I I said I always want to have a, a a Pittsburgh Pirate cap in my collection because of Roberto Clemente because I remember when I was a kid and like. We would do like history stuff, and you know, you know, like Black History Month and stuff like that. Now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Roberto, Roberto Clemente, you know, and everything, because yeah, you know, he's Dominican, but he's, he's Black Dominican, so you can kind of, you kind of, you know, wiggle that in there, you know, a little bit, um, and everything. But I remember like doing research about him and stuff like that. I was like, okay, yeah, he was he was really, you know, somebody that we could look up to and admire, um, and everything. So. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of always stuck with me. And I think anytime you get an opportunity to talk about Roberto Clemente on the show, you know, I have no problem doing that. Um, but yeah, it, the Pirates at, overall as an organization is always, at least in our lifetime, it, it's always kind of been a eh, type of organization. Mm-hmm. I feel like their, their best, you know, years really was like, the late 60s, throughout the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And, and of course, Andrew McCutcheon's playing for them. I, I, that would always kind of, you know, kind of make me kind of pay attention a little bit to them. But overall, I mean, I never really paid attention to the Pirates because they was never really good. 
you know, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks that they're not really good at mm-hmm. everything. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, franchises go through they through the, through they droughts and stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe one day they'll be good again. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But, but yeah, I mean the pirates. I mean it, it's definitely, and you. I mean it's basically what one of the originals. Um, mm-hmm, they are. So yeah, they have a lot of freaking history behind them. They do. They definitely do. They definitely, definitely do. Like I say, one of those teams, like I say, back in the you know seventies, eighties, that you know even early nineties, like I say, like I say, when Barry Bonds had his run and everything. So, but hopefully, hopefully they get back to glory at some point. Hopefully so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen no time soon. And there's not, not, not going to no, be no time in, in, in the near future, no. 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 Yeah, so. But anything else on the Pirates organization? Um, it'd be interesting to have to, I mean, I, I always said that it'd be cool if they did a, a proper... Um, biopic about Roberto Clemente. I never even mentioned oh. that. Yeah, I would. I would definitely be down for that. I would definitely watch that. It would definitely be something that we could, you know, discuss on this show if they did that. Yeah, but I, but then I was kind of thinking like, well, who could they get to, like to play, play him? him? That's yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it should be like a unknown. Yeah, um, pretty much. But, um, but still, I I think you know it would be a I think it would be a, a, a good story to be told, basically. Oh, this for story sure. To be told. It definitely would be. It'd definitely be a good story. It would definitely make for a good story, you know, kind of get, you know, people to know more about, you know, what Roberto Clemente was all about. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, never know. Hopefully do it, man. Hopefully so. But um, that is all for me on my end. Now, what did you want to discuss? You had something you wanted to discuss here, you said. Okay, yeah. So, um, I was watching First Take because... Uh, I flipped off of Undisputed, like what we was talking about before we started uh, the show and everything. Mm-hmm. So I flipped off of that mm-hmm. and I flip over the first take and there is Rob Manfield, Manford, um, mm-hmm. you know, the commissioner. The commissioner. commissioner right? mm-hmm. uh, and they was basically talking, to, he was on there talking about diversity, equality, um, and everything as far as what they're trying to do better within the sport of baseball because and I think we, I can't even we talked about it, but I do remember seeing where it was like, it's what, like point, what, three or 0.5% African Americans that's in baseball right now, which is a sad freaking number. That is. That sad, really is. a sad number. And it was just talking about how they are trying to, you know, basically bring us back into the sport of baseball is basically what he was trying to do. And, you know, as I said before on this show, and we've had conversations about it, but I I do feel like that Kyler Murray made a mistake going to the NFL. Him being on the injured list proves my point about mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that he would have been better suited if he went off and played baseball or opposed to playing football. But it's just like, it's like we as a community has we ourselves has kind of pushed ourselves away from baseball Mm -hmm. but of all the major american sports baseball is the one that we had to literally fight to get into Mm -hmm. and for there to be really no type of 
representation, especially when you look at the number one and the number two all-time home run leaders, black guys. Black guys, black men, yep. Well, technically three if, if we go with the whole Hank Aaron. Uh, um, Babe Ruth might have been black thing, you know, that whole oh, thing. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's so technically three, but but really, it, I mean, all jokes aside, you know, at the top of the home run list is, you know, is, is two black guys. And it's yeah. like, of all the stars that we have talked about that we grew up watching, you know, people that, guys that look like us that played yeah. baseball and for, there not to be any type of representation like that today, it, it it sucks. And I mean, I know a lot of people all oh, well baseball, is, you know, it's too slow and and you know you don't get this that. Th-. But it's like of all of all the major sports, it does the less the least wear and tear on your body. Mm-hmm. You can you can play that sport for damn near thirty years. Mm-hmm. If you, if if you stay healthy, and also too, um, you know, if if you get a Bobby Bonilla type contract, you know, mm-hmm. you good. You said you said it for life. You retired and you still cashing the checks. You show up there, you know. Hey, you yeah, out yeah. here, <laughs> Bobby Bonilla. There, you show up to the bank. Hey, you know why I'm here. And it's like. <laughs> And it's like too, because I mean, I think about it sometimes myself. It's like, well, maybe if I if if I could have stopped. I mean, I I had to stop playing baseball as a kid because I messed up my rotator cuff because I was a pitcher. I messed up my rotator cuff, so I ended. That's why I stopped playing baseball as a kid mm-hmm. and everything. And that's how I ended up going into basketball because the different motion, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back at it now, it's like, well, damn. If I didn't get hurt and I actually continued to play baseball, and if I was really, really good, hell, mm-hmm. I could have. You know, I you know you know what I mean. It's like because you never, you, I mean, you one, never one know. About, you never know. You get out there, you go out there, and you know, if you have you know stayed healthy and everything, yeah. went to you know high school level, college level, you, you, you never know. Anything is possible. Anything. Well, well, I mean, well, are we? Ever, like I said, have we ever seen a college baseball? No, 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 we, we keep saying that. <laughs> this, we've seen, this, we've seen this women's mythical. softball and everything college. Yeah, this, this, we see men's college baseball. Yeah, this, this, it's like this a mirage. Uh, college so baseball. That you speak yeah, it's a, it's a mirage. It's supposed to exist, but have yeah. you ever seen it? Exactly. Like right. A tree falls in the woods. Does it make a sound? Like, <laughs> 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 right. like that But it's, it's like, it's just the fact that, you know, what possibly because one thing about baseball too is that they have probably the best when it comes to like health insurance also it's mm-hmm. like yeah. you you what you get you play 60 games whether you in the majors or in the minor leagues you automatically get a you get that pension mm-hmm. yeah. 60 games 60 games 60, 60 games, 60 and games. You, and you're good like that and it's like I don't think a lot of people, especially black people, I don't think they really look at all of that aspect of, you know, your future. Yeah, not okay, looking no. at the big picture. They're just looking at the yeah. oh, you know, you gotta go through the minor league system, you know, single A, double A, triple A. It's not like you know football or you know 
basketball, you can get drafted, you can play on the team, you know, from day one. You know, they can like all oh, that's a slow process and no guarantee from even gonna get to the league and everything. They're not looking like you said, like the health insurance and all the, you know, the yeah, I put like I put like this. The less wear and tear on your body, you're not constantly getting, you know, hit everything. They're not looking at they're not looking at all that stuff. If if I'm able to make a steady living mm-hmm. doing what I love, mm-hmm. and if 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 I'm able to if if triple A was my ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I got to do that for 15, 20 years. Still playing the sport that I love. Mm-hmm. Making pretty good money. You know, I would be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, you know, everybody is like how we talked about, like with other sports, like everybody doesn't transition. Their body doesn't transition well to the next level. Something. Mm-hmm. And who's to say? Okay. Get to the majors, and you always hurt because mm-hmm. your body can't keep up with that type of schedule. But if you stayed in the minor leagues, which is not as strenuous on your body as the major leagues, you play lesser games and this, that, you know, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What's what's the? I mean, sometimes you got to look at things in that way. Mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, when you when you nineteen twenty, you're not thinking about you're not thinking it. about that. At that time, but it would be good to have somebody, you know, there to say. Like I say, somebody in your ear, like like somebody that's old, like hey, kind of like a mentor or somebody that's like, hey, you know, look at this, look at it from this perspective yeah. as well. And then, and then let's not forget, to this day, there's only been two guys to play baseball and football relatively at the same time: mm-hmm. Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, yeah, and. The thing about D- see the thing about Dion. Dion was a great football player who was a good baseball player. Bo mm-hmm. Jackson was a great football player who was a great baseball baseball player. player. He was great at both, right? Great at both. And, 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 and I mean, let's see. Bo Jackson was a unicorn, and unfortunately, oh, he, was he has of his own man. He was just on a different level. And like I say, one injury that screwed I know. Up both oh, his careers. God. Yeah, yeah. It's just like what, but. Again, black guys. Yeah, no, 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 but black guy, yeah. And so, like, sitting there watching, you know, because uh, at first I was about to, because when it first flipped over, I was talking to Rob Manford doing all that. But then when, when the, the, you know, the, uh, the header came up and was talking, oh, yeah, let me hear it. And I mean, from what he was talking about, as far as, you know, wanting to, you know, basically bring, Black kids back, you know, back into baseball, get more black kids into baseball because that, that is, that has been like a thing. Like, yeah, there are no black kids even wanting to play baseball. And of course, the whole thing comes up about, well, you know, it's expensive, this, that, and the third. And, and okay, I understand that from yeah. a standpoint. Oh, yeah. But are you telling me that if, Little, little Ronnie, or whatever, is really good that he can't play baseball. No one will be there to make sure. Okay, this kid is a he's really good at the sport. Let's let's make a way for little Ronnie to end up playing on a baseball team and hopefully continues to play so that mm-hmm. way he can get to the major. Mm-hmm. Let's find let's find a way to get him what he needs. Yeah. And like, but also but also too, 
on, on, I, there was a documentary about um I think it was a I think it was an ESPN 30 for 30 talking about like how the sneaker deals is what really killed black kids playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Because you remember you can be a high school kid that's playing basketball and basically be looked at as okay, you the next such and such. You you have had the potential to have a sneaker deal. Oh, mm-hmm. you even step foot on the doggone NBA court. Yeah, you, you play college or back then, you know, coming straight out of high school, going to the league. You already have a sneaker deal that's lined up waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So you as a kid, you looking at that and be like, well, shoot, baseball can't do that for me. So I'm going to go play basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's like that type of stuff is what really deterred us away from playing baseball because I've seen it. Per- like, I've seen it. Like, you mm-hmm. have, you know, kids that play little league and stuff like that. But then as they get older, it's almost like playing baseball was looked down upon. Mm-hmm. It's it's, Proud it's upon, yeah. It's like it's like really like oh, clowning somebody because they play because they play baseball. But it's like baseball doesn't wreck your body like that. No, you know, it really, really doesn't. You know, I mean, you get hurt and everything, but not like in football, basketball, your knees and everything, your ankles and everything get all jacked up or you mess up your back or something like that. You see you see old basketball and football players. Look at how they walk. Yes. They, they all have the same walk. Like all, all the old football players have the same type of walk. All older basketball players, they have the same type yeah, of Yeah, I told you those knees and stuff start to go bad. You start having trouble with those, man. It's, it's, it's not a good look. It's not pretty. But when you see, I mean, look at, look at, look at, look at the Cal Ripkins, the, um, I mean, like Dave Winfields and, you know, older baseball players. When you look at them, a lot of them still have some pepper. They step, hell, look at, look at, look at King Griffin. I was going to say, he's still hitting like he, like he, like he's 25 years old or something. Yeah, like, yeah, really? uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like I said. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, but it's like, I, I'm just, because it got me thinking like, well, it would be nice, but there needs to be a catalyst for it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I thought Kyler Murray might have been that catalyst. Yeah, and like I but, said, what if he did decide, instead of, you know, going to, getting, going to the NFL, getting drafted by the Cardinals, what if he decided, you know what, I'm going to go play baseball. Maybe, maybe that would have, spark something maybe that could have started setting the tone maybe some of these young kids would be like hey i'm not gonna play football or basketball maybe i'll kind of gravitate toward baseball i want to be like you know kyler murray because it just it just takes one that could yeah it, it takes one that could that, that could have been one. a game changer yeah take take one he, he could he could have been the one it, it really because i because it's funny you know like with the whole thing with you know with Dion being back in the spotlight with colorado and everything mm-hmm. and a lot about his playing career is kind of coming you know back around and so you got a lot of people who's like well damn i didn't know he played baseball too mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe in a roundabout way in an indirect way you know maybe dion's story could you know spark something that somebody was like well shoot maybe i can go play baseball too yeah you so, never know man yeah it's it's just it's it's just one of those things that i just thought it was interesting that they was having that conversation on first take when you know like you and i have had that conversation a few times oh we have and like so it's like yeah i was like okay i want i want Stephen a and molly are they are they uh paying attention to the, the grand slam podcast hey, wait, 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 so, yeah, hey, yeah 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 
Steve Ray Martin oh, listening oh. to this show. Hey, yes, yes, we appreciate. If you do, we appreciate oh, no. you. Yeah, yeah. Cut that check. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, cut that check. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just want to, uh, you know, throw no, that no, out I there. Just that. No, no, I appreciate that. Like I said, that's that's the, that's that's a topic. You know, stuff like that. We like to discuss stuff like that. Like, one thing I like about this show, we don't have a traditional baseball show. We have a lot of things we got to think outside the box. We're not just the one here just throwing a bunch of, you know, stats and numbers at you and everything. You know, we just we talk about a variety of different things in the world of baseball. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you can tell. I get I, when it comes to talking about baseball in that regard, I get real passionate about it. Oh yeah, and I like that. I, pr- I appreciate that passion, man. Like I say, that's like I say, that's one of the things I like about you know doing this show. We have you know the open space and the platform to talk about that type of stuff on this show. That's why I love. Like I say, we don't have a traditional baseball show. We have a very different show where we can discuss stuff like that. Yeah, and I I think it, and, and I mean because you you still you know you watch you watch more of the games than I do. I watch like highlights and you know just mm-hmm. to keep up with you know in the know because we do the show. So sure, right, right, um, but I do honestly believe, and I'll I'll wrap it up with saying this that I do honestly mm-hmm. believe that baseball would be more in the you know, in the limelight, if there were mm-hmm. more black stars, I, I, I honestly believe that because if you yeah. we look, we look back when when baseball was you know still cooking and everything, and you know pulling in the big big numbers like it was then, there was a lot of black players. Yes. There was a lot of black players. Bond, Kenny Lofton, Ricky Henderson. You had a lot of great. Black yeah. players were, you know, stars of the game, the faces of, you know, many franchises. Yeah, because, I mean, look, as big as the summer of 98 is, mm-hmm. and it was it, it was huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we saw it happen. Yeah. Got a lot but, of people talking, a lot of people back into the game, too. Yeah, but nothing was bigger than number 25 walked up to that plate. Yes. Just the walk up to the plate in the swing alone and all the flash, you know, was flash. His his at bats were must see TV and hitting those balls over there in the McCovey Cove. I mean, I'm telling you, they fighting over them baseballs. That was must see TV. Yes, and people damn near about they to drown out there just to get a damn ball. They'll drown out there trying to get those baseballs, man. They would like yes. go crazy trying to get those baseballs. And I like how the people were, they were scared to pitch him too. They were walking him a lot too because they were, you know, because he was, in, he was just on a different level at that time. He was just they, in that they zone. They walked him at the damn home run derby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, home run derby. Like, like, what are we doing right now? Like, Come on, now. Like, what are y'all doing? Throw a ball at him, and he still had the. It it was it, it was insane. It was that was a. And, I, you know, that was a very very special time period. I I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe there's something deeper to it. I don't I don't want to go into like no conspiracy theories. You know, talking about on the show or anything, but I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. something deeper about I don't know, but it it's just like. Yeah, it'd be nice if we had more, you know, stars that represented us in baseball. Because you, mm-hmm. 
Cause think, cause think about this. The team that's left in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder what their, you know, the percentage of African Americans on any of those teams. Uh, it'd be, I have to go, you know, we probably have to go scene by, you know, team by team, but, mm-hmm. but I don't think the representation. I don't think I don't I don't think it's that big. Like I said, I know I think the Orioles got a couple of guys, but off the yeah, top of my head, like, it's, 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 it's not it's it's probably you know a handful. It's probably, it's probably not a lot. I tell you, I tell you that much. I'm not sure if it's a handful. I mean, if the whole entire league is what between point three or point five, like it make you wonder is there any, even any guys on the team? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like if if if. The overall league is that small. I wonder what the playoff teams look like. Yeah, it's probably very so. small. So it might be you might be you might be lucky to find one. Yeah. <laughs> you might be lucky yeah. to find one. Definitely might not find sad. more than one. Yeah, and, and that's the sad thing about it. Yeah, one day, yeah, God, they may have one player, one if that. It'd be nice to you know. And then, too, I mean, go back to, like, what goes on with these in high school, where mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the sports funding goes to basketball and football. It does, and yeah. I know high school I went to, we had a baseball field, but we had no baseball team. No. no. We had a field. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a team. So it's no. like, I don't know. Yeah, it's few and far between. Like I said, I know the Orioles have at least one. I'm looking at a couple of pictures that I have here. I see a guy for the Phillies. He's a pitcher. Like he's black. As I see, there's a guy in Arizona, black. But like I say, that's only like a few. That's 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 not that many. That's like maybe like I say, maybe one <laughs> one guy on, on all these different teams. They have one player. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's see. Hopefully, hopefully, whatever this, you know, this whole um, thing that. Manfield is trying to do. Hopefully, it it brings you know more you know black African Americans to the game. Because I mean, there are you know there's a lot of Dominicans and yeah, okay, and, a, lot, a lot of Dominican know, players, yeah, yeah, and and everything, and that's kind of what it's shifted to. Yeah, it's just shifted um, more than that. Like I say, you see, a, you see a lot more of the Dominican, way more of them than you see the African American. A lot more of the Dominican yeah. players. Yeah, so like I said, we're not like I said, and this is of course it's not a slight to you know anybody like that, but no, we're not talking about you know Dominican you know black player. We're talking about you know actually African African Americans, yeah, yeah, players it's strictly African American players. Yeah, there there is no representation no. in the sport, and like I say, no, the fact that not. that I say Jackie Robinson had to go through hell. You know, to get into the sport, death mm-hmm. threats. Hank Aaron gets death threats just because he was about to break Babe Ruth's home run record. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of stuff, and 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 those are the stories that we we know about. Know about who knows about the stuff that we don't know about that was going yeah. on. So it's just yeah, it's, it's it's just one of them things where it's like, ugh. But, yeah, craziness, man, see? craziness, craziness. All right, and that's how we will end the show. Thank you as always, Jay. We will be back in two weeks talking more about the playoff games, and we will be moving over to our last division that we'll be covering. We'll be covering the NL West. So we'll just be giving a little history of that division before we get to the actual teams 
within that division. But um, Jay, anything like the plug and promote before we get up out of here? Yes. So uh, it's October, so you know what that means. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> right, like I threw that in there, right? Yes. I um, like that. Like that. <laughs> smooth, um, smooth. Yeah. So um, it's October, so that means, of course, it's uh, Halloween over on Movie Talk. And I'm kind of doing some creature features uh, this month. I'm kicking, I kicked off the month. I actually posted the new episode um, for Movie Talk, episode 293, where I talk about the 1988 film The Blob, which stars Shawnee Smith and Kevin Dillon. Um, it's a remake of an old 50s B movie that stars Steve McQueen, but um, the 88 version is, is really good too. Um, I mean that that's that's an angry chewed up piece of bubble gum that's wrecking havoc on that little small town, mm-hmm. um, and everything. And let's see, even if you're someone who don't really care for horror movies, I think The Blob is one that you can watch because, yeah, it's it's like well, what would happen if a meteor fell from the sky with this goo that next thing you know attaches to you, and next thing you know it just started absorbing any and everybody and just growing bigger and bigger because it keeps absorbing and next day you know you got a damn you know you know real problem on your hands and, and then of course you know you gotta have the little shady government people mm-hmm. and stuff like that so yeah that's how I kicked off uh Halloween this month and for the next episode uh since we'll be back in two weeks uh next episode I'm gonna be doing killer clouds from outer space so kind of staying with the little space theme, even though it's still creatures, but it's a different type of creature. Damn clowns. So that's what I got going on with Movie Talk. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. And as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me on Twitter. Yes, it's still Twitter. I refuse to call it X. <laughs> <laughs> at Moneymaker Chris, Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23, and at the Moneymaker 315. Follow this show's official Twitter account at Slam underscore podcast as well over on Instagram at the Grand Slam podcast. Also, check out the latest episode of Three and Out, which will be out soon. So be on the lookout for that. I recorded with my good friend Adrian. We talked all about the games from week four and preview some of the stuff that's coming on in week five. So definitely be on the lookout for that Three and Out, Three and Out podcast. But um, thanks, Jay. Any last? Um, last words is why your commander's trying to kill Justin Fields. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> ugly. It's ugly, ugly, ugly. Not I just, good. I, I I thought I was watching um Bears and Commanders. I didn't realize I was watching Brock Lesnar out here German suplexing. German suplexing somebody. All right, got wrestling back going on out there. Yeah, I mean, I get it. We're losing 20, 27 to 11 Crazy. right now, but still, good grief. 27 to 11. And yes. my man Adrian, he's at the game, too. He, he's probably, so he's probably having an experience. <laughs> he's probably furious. Too. He's probably furious, too. Exactly. I'm sure he is. He's going with one of his buddies. So, yeah, he's probably probably furious. Yeah. Man, but um, that's all from us. Uh, you guys take care. Be safe as always. We'll be back in two weeks. And enjoy the um, enjoy the playoff games. Peace.